cannabis grows wild almost everywhere here in Nepal. I thought it'd be a fun topic for today. So let's talk about cannabis. Namaste from Kathmandu. This is Ross. This is the 22nd installment of the show. Coming to you once again from a rooftop in Kathmandu, seven floors up. Today it's a bit rainy and a little bit of thunderstorms going on, so you might hear some thunder in the background. And hopefully not too much wind, but uh, I'm excited for this topic. Let's begin. So to begin, what exactly is cannabis? Cannabis is a species of plant that has two, more than two, but two important subspecies. One is hemp, and that's a non-psychoactive version of the plant, and marijuana, which is a psychoactive version of the plant. In hemp, the active ingredient is cannabidiol, abbreviated as CBD. Marijuana contains tetrahydrocannabinol, abbreviated as THC. So per the United States government, for something for a plant to be considered hemp, it has to contain less than 0.3% THC. Marijuana often has 5 to 30% THC. So I'm going to repeat that distinction again. Hemp is not psychoactive. It is not a drug. That's an important distinction because it's something that the government got wrong for a lot of decades. And uh, it's just now starting to be usable because it's legal again. Hemp is what grows all over Nepal here. It's on the side of the road. It's in people's yards, in public parks. It just grows like a weed. It is. It's a weed. A very beneficial weed. And I'll talk more about that in a second. So in the United States... Marijuana was made illegal by Richard Nixon. Actually, I should say cannabis was made illegal by Richard Nixon because he made marijuana and hemp illegal. And so that, ki- that kicked off the war on drugs with an act called the Controlled Substances Act of 1970. And actually, marijuana was already illegal because there was a Uniform Narcotic Drug Act of 1932. But it was the famous Controlled Substance Act of 1970 that, that was like a made things stricter, and it, it banned uh, a lot more drugs than just marijuana. All right, and then switching gears to over here in Nepal, marijuana has been used recreationally and religiously as part of the Hindu religion for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. So it's a very important plant, and I'll talk about how they use those in a moment. So the U.S. recognized Nepal as a country in 1947, but no one could travel here as a tourist until the 1950s. It became popular, Nepal did, as a destination on the hippie trail. And the hippie trail was these European and American travelers who would flock to South Asia, usually like Afghanistan and I think parts of Pakistan and India and Kathmandu again, and they'd come usually by a Volkswagen bus or motorcycle or something, even on foot. So Kathmandu was a hotspot because of marijuana cafes and an abundance of hashish. You could buy, hashish is like these concentrated rocks, balls of THC. These tourists would come and take advantage of the legality here. And I haven't a really awesome article that I found about a marijuana entrepreneur named Devi Dutta Sharma here in Kathmandu. And he 
had a marijuana cafe and I'll post pictures on the Instagram and on the blog article about his menu. He's got like hashish coffee and ganja tea and uh, marijuana toast and stuff like that. And it's all like very cheap. It's like a dollar. Anyways, he became this very big entrepreneur and a lot of his restaurants and hotels were centered around this area in Kathmandu, which became known as Freak Street. And these are where a lot of the the hippies on the hippie trail congregated and they'd frequent his establishments, which were the Eden Hotel and Restaurant chain. And uh, again, check out the article because it's a really interesting story. And so anyways, this guy was, at one point, he had the tallest privately owned building in Nepal. It was a nine-story hotel. So this guy was like really making it big through through providing tourists with hash. And he would advertise stuff like, I will ship you hash anywhere in the world, anytime. He'd paid off all the cops, all the politicians and stuff. And so he was just like freely, even though it was legal, he had ways of getting marijuana into other countries where it was not. But anyways, uh, Vice President of the United States, Sapiro Agnew, came in to Nepal in the 1970s and he saw uh, Devi Duda Sharma, who's known as Didi Sharma, he saw his, his businesses, he saw these marijuana businesses, and since the U.S. W- had just made it illegal with the Controlled Substances Act of 1970, he said, you have to shut this down or we're not putting an embassy in Nepal and you're not getting any American tourist dollars. In a country where tourism makes up 25 to 40% of the GDP, that's a big threat. So Nepal complied. They made marijuana illegal, which it still is to this day. And there's talk of, in the Senate or whatever the equivalent is in Nepal, of making it legal. So it's actually coming back around where in the next few years it might be legal here again. Now on that note, yes, it's illegal, but as I mentioned, it's got religious significance. So there's a holiday, Hindu holiday in February called Maha Shivarati. And this happened before I was here, but people all over the country, like even, even restaurants, restaurants will be putting marijuana in the food and people putting it in their family dinners and smoking it all over the place, smoking it at the Hindu temples, which are everywhere in the city. Again, this happened before I was here, but it was right before I was here. So I met a lot of people who had just, a lot of people I'd met who'd been here for a couple of weeks, they all had stories like, yeah, we were just eating a normal like Dalbot meal. And next thing we knew, we were laughing uncontrollably for the next four hours or we passed out for the next 12 hours. or So really interesting holiday. And it's sort of, I guess all cops just sort of turn a blind eye to marijuana on that day. And then uh, there's sadhus, which are like these Hindu, I don't know if they're priests, but they're called holy men. And they like, they paint their face. They have the dreadlocks. They have very few, if any, possessions. And you'll see those guys smoking weed all the time, regardless of what day of the year it is. Now to bring it back to the U.S., in late 2018, the 2018 Farm Bill was passed, and this effectively legalized hemp in the entire United States. And that also set the previously mentioned definition of hemp as 0.3% THC or less. And so, yeah, hemp is now legal in the United States to grow, to use as, well, okay, so here's what excites me about it. There's 25,000 uses for hemp, 
And the, the ones that excite me the most are hempcrete. This is like, a, it's a concrete substitute. It's a lot more sustainable. Obviously, it comes from a plant. It's stronger. It's lighter. It's cheaper. It's just all around easier to use. It's got great insulation properties and uh, very easy to construct with, apparently. I don't know much about construction, but that's everything I was reading about said that. Um, as a clothing source, hemp is a great cotton substitute. It uses way less water to grow. It's, it builds the soil rather than depletes it. It grows faster. It's, just, it's all around a better plant. And um, it's got better properties. It's softer than cotton. It's easier to dye, so you need less ingredient, less, less materials. It's, um, it's stronger, so it lasts longer. You can do more washes per, per uh, shirt or pants or whatever you make with it. Um, and then also, hemp can be used as a bioplastic, as a paper, as auto body. It's stronger than steel and lighter, so stronger than steel or aluminum. So, um, yeah, possibly cars will start being made with hemp bodies, which will decrease, um, which will increase, I should say, gas mileage. And then, uh, hemp aside, marijuana is, of course, becoming legal in a lot of states, and it's had incredible effects. Tax revenues are up, crime is down, cartels are weakened, nonviolent prisoners are out of, out of uh, the prisons in big numbers. And yeah, it's been opioid abuse is down in states where it's been legal. It's just had these incredible effects. And it's, uh, the misinformation of the past is being corrected. And it's really beautiful to see. So... I, have, I found some great articles this week that I read while preparing for this show, and I'll link to all those on the blog. And thank you for listening. Have a good week. All right, I'm back on the roof a couple hours later. I just listened to the recording from earlier, and I realized I forgot a couple key talking points that I wanted to mention. So first of all, the Eden Hotel I mentioned, D.D. Sharma's businesses, they're still there, and I don't know... I haven't seen it. I just read the article. It said everything is still there. I assume it's probably in the family still. A lot of the property tends to get passed on ancestrally here. So probably it's his kids or something running it. The guy himself died in 2008. But anyways, just wanted to say that. And my personal stories of walking around Nepal getting offered marijuana. Um, Sometimes I'll be walking along the street and some shady character will pass really close to me, and here's some of the ones I've heard. They'll, they'll pass by and say, hey, you a hippie? Or, hey, smoke something, sir? Smoke something? Or marijuana? Mushrooms? So, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, everyone's trying to sell you marijuana. Um, and mushrooms, by the way, there's some theories that the reason cows are sacred to Hindu, the Hindu religion, is because the mushrooms grow on the cow poop and that, you know, for years these sadhus and and holy people in the religion are eating these mushrooms and then they associate it with the cow, therefore the cow is sacred. Just throwing that out there. Um, And then the four links, or the the links I mentioned, that'll be on the blog. So, number one, there's a New York Times article from a few days ago about CBD oil. The other one is from the Kathmandu Post and... It's about D.D. Sharma 
and his businesses. Uh, there's a link to a Wikipedia article about the sadhus, those guys I mentioned. And then there's a Yahoo News article about the Nepalese lawmakers who are looking to legalize marijuana soon. So yeah, life is good in Nepal. Um, I've said this before, but I'm sure that I will always look back at this time, even though most of it was in lockdown, I'll always look back fondly at it. And I hope you'll say the same for wherever you are in the world. So thanks for listening. Have a good one.